Praise the Lord, everybody. So good for y'all to join us on another Actually Biblical episode. Today it'll just be me and Landon Lejean today. Uh, but this is the third episode of the Abraham series. The title of this episode will be called And Lot. So in the previous episode, we kind of left off where Abraham is leaving Egypt. I'm sorry, at this time he's Abram. Excuse me. Um, at this point, Abram is leaving Egypt. And uh, he's returning to the altar that he initially built. Um, and Lot, of course, is uh, coming with them. But uh, we're going to be starting uh, at Genesis chapter 13, verse 5, uh, if, if y'all want to follow along in the word. but uh, So what's going on, uh, just to tie it in from the last episode, Abra, Abram and his family, they, they leave Egypt. They return to that altar, and they're kind of in between uh, Bethel and AI like we covered uh, last time in uh, verse 5 is where uh, this next episode is going to kick us off but Brother Landon if you want to yeah and we also encourage you guys if you haven't already watched the first two episodes go back watch them because we're doing it, we're doing it chronologically and we don't want you guys to miss anything in those first two because we're just building off of that today but chapter 13 verse 5 and Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. So we're at the point where Lot is coming. Lot and Abram come out of Egypt. And they both become, they're both wealthy. But I, I think because there's no other mention, like before it mentions that Abraham is already wealthy. But Lot didn't gain wealth until they came out of Egypt. He gained wealth out of out of Egypt. And we're kind of, this is, this episode just introducing Lot as, as, the, as a character in this story. But he's been with Abram the, the entire time. Lot was the son of Haran, which was Abram's brother, and, and he died. And so... Um, Torah, uh, Torah gave not Torah, Terah, sorry, Terah gave um, him to Abram as as his son since since uh, Sarai was barren, so she couldn't have any children. So uh, he said, "Okay, you you need you need to go with Abram." So Abram has a descendant; he has a, a, someone else to take his name. Because at this time, you got to remember that there's not very many people, and they're trying to build their name, trying to build a land, trying to build a nation, trying to become something. So it's um. It's important that that name, because today our names are just kind of, there's no, there's not much honor tied to that. But at, in those days, it was like, oh, I'm a son of, the, I'm a son of him. So that carrying significance, Lot needed a father. Abram needed a son. So, so Abram took Lot. And so up to this point, Abram's been taking care of Lot and, and helping, and Lot's been helping Abram on his journey and his, and uh, to the, to the promised land. And this is where we're coming out of. We're going. We're working our way back to the promised land here, and we're in the promised land. And their herdmen are there's strife between the herdmen, because they're both wealthy to a point where they can they can break off and and separate. And we were talking about this earlier, but I I think it would have been different if Lot would have addressed the situation, because all these years Lot it wasn't just there, but he was involved. You know, he was involved with with Abram on his journey. He was he was there with all the the sweat and the blood and the tears when it comes to 
building these tents and taking them down and, and getting all the cattle. He was there with him every step, you know, and he understood the call of God in Abram's life. He understood that the relationship that he had with God. So I think it's, it's significant that he's coming on there, that they're coming off of the, the altar that he already built too. So, yeah, it's, it's really funny that the first mention that we see of Lot um, is when this conflict actually starts to happen. You know, because before then, you know, as far as we know, Lot's actually submitted to Abram. And you might, and most people might think, okay, you know, I'm getting noticed. I'm getting attention now. But but now he's he's being mentioned for the wrong reasons because he's about to start pitching his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, and I believe, uh, I think, I think Zoar, I, I believe that means uh, insignificance, actually. And he's about to head that direction. So what he thinks you know what you know people might think you know removing themselves from that submission you know they think they're doing themselves a favor maybe in the short term they're getting the recognition or something that they they think they deserve or whatever but um but really it's it's going to lead to destruction of his family as as many of you already know the story of of lot and you know in sodom and gomorrah but you know the the name abram actually means exalted father you know so it's uh there's nothing wrong with being exalted as long as it's in due time when when God exalts you you know because that's Absolutely. a that's a different kind of exaltation yeah. you know human exaltation uh, looks a little bit more like Lucifer just trying to rise himself above you know um, but when God exalts someone it's because of their humility and and already at this point Abram has built more altars than like almost anybody yeah, <laughs> in the Bible yeah. I mean he's all he's already humbled himself definitely more so than Noah more than Noah and yeah. more than anybody else at this time yeah I mean and you know, and a guy like Noah, I mean, he's, you know, he's not insignificant by any means. I mean, he's, he's an incredible, uh, man, man of God, you know, he was, him and his family were the only ones left after the flood. And, you know, know, I think, I think reading this in the scripture, it doesn't really capture the, the journey that it takes. Cause he, this is Abram leaving the Ur of the Chaldeans and Lot and, and Sarah. It's just, it's three people at first. That's it. I mean, it doesn't highlight the struggle of them. I mean, have you ever put up a tent? Like they had to put these tents up, you know, you know, and bringing all their their cattle, their sacrifices, and these stones with them, and all these other things that they have to build to um, set up. I mean, the 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 is a perilous journey. Like it's not something that is just oh hey, it's, it's not vacation, yeah. you know. It's not what they're doing. No, they're they're striving, and they're and 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 Lot was with them every step of the way through all the hardship, through all the I said blood, sweat, and tears. But that's if you just can get a mental image of them traveling this desert, this wilderness, you know, just, just making it to this land that they have never seen before. They don't, they've, they don't even, they didn't have maps back in the day either. You know, they have maps like we do, the paper maps and stuff drawn out. So they're just going where God is telling them to go. I mean, they, they don't, they haven't seen it yet. So they really are walking by faith and Lot is with them in every step. He's, Abram is following God and Lot is following Abram. And this is the first time in scripture where Lot has the means and is necessary. And he's, he's built his, he's built his wealth up to the point that, that he, he's realizing, Oh, I can, I can do my own thing. And, and I'm going to, and you see, and you see as they, as they, because of the strife, I think that's just an excuse at this point, because what starts in the what, what is noticed in the lower starts at the top at the beginning. So there's already lot. I mean, this is just telling us that there's already strife becoming between Abram and Lot. There's already arguing and stuff. So 
it just trickles down the ladder and it starts affecting the herdmen, which at that time, at this time, wasn't very, wasn't the the greatest job. It was more like a servant in a way. That's what a herdsman was. But they were just shepherds. So I mean, when you got the shepherds arguing, I mean that means Lot and Abram are starting to have some bump heads too. So, but we come down and. It's after that. So Abram approaches Lot and verse eight. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. Let, let, let this end. Let this be over with. We let this be over with. Let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee and between my herdmen and thy herdmen. So what he's talking about, and it says, for we are brethren. So what he's talking about here is let there be no strife between you and me. And our and and no strife between our herdmen. What he's saying is he's covering both ends of the spectrum here, between us the leaders and the lowest are her, are the shepherds. Let there be no strife in between those two, like covering it all. Let there just be nothing between us. Like uh, Brother Ingram was saying today, you didn't get you didn't get to hear this, but he was saying in church, I'd rather have the relationship than what's the, what's keeping me from having the relationship. I'd rather take care of the bill you know, that's causing us to argue or whatever. And this is what Abram's doing. He's readdressing, hey, because we're brethren, let there be no strife. Let let this be over. Let's, in a way, Abram is, is reestablishing his relationship to Lot right here. And and one thing I mentioned last episode that we're going to start, we're going to talk about in this one is the how important a vertical, collect, a, a vertical connection is, yes, but a horizontal connection as well. And this is the first real encounter that we find in scripture of, of the horizontal connection that Abram's having other than from, from up to this point, we only know his vertical connection to God, but at this point we're starting to see his vertical connection to Lot and how he's addressing these situations. Yeah. You know, even in the new Testament, you know, you know, Jesus kind of talks about, um, I can't remember exactly chapter or verse or anything, but you know, uh, before you even bring a gift to the altar, you know, if you, if you have strife, Again, I can't remember exactly how it's all worded, but it just kind of just popped in my mind. But, yeah. you know, before you can even offer a gift to the altar, you know, you need to go deal with the situation between you and your brother, you know. Uh, or there's another place, um, you know, I think, I think maybe Paul wrote something about this. Uh, you know, if you have an ought with your brother, you know, you, you know, go, yeah. you know, go, you know, go fix Absolutely. it, you know. So we, so we get down and he's, Abram's starting to address it. Verse 9 is not the whole land before thee separate th- separate thyself i pray thee from me if thou wilt take the left hand then i will go the right or if thou wilt depart to the right hand then i will go to the left and lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the lord destroyed sodom and gomorrah even as the garden of the lord like the land of egypt as thou comest unto zoar so verse nine, Abram is, is saying, listen, we're both wealthy. Yes, but we're, is this not all the promise? Go anywhere. This is all the promise, you know? And he's, he's, he's telling him that this, this land, it's all our land. This is all what God has promised us. You know, pick anywhere. You don't have to, I'm not what was promised. Mm-hmm. And he, and the way this is a, a humbling moment for Abram. That's, it's not about me, you know. It's about the promise of God, and that, and that yeah. there's no strife between us. You can go anywhere. This is all the promise of God. Right. It's all the promised land. 
promise has got room for everyone. It, it does. The promise is unto you and your children. Oh, they're afar off. Whew, man. Yeah. I feel that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Abram's addressing that. Yeah. There's unity. We don't have to be living off of each other. Right. We, You can go and rely on God, you know, in this land that he's given us. You know, this is all, all of this is ours. And wherever you go, I'm going to let you make the decision. Wherever you go, I'll go the opposite mm-hmm. because it is, it's all the promise. Whatever, whatever you, whatever territory you want, whatever part of the promise that you want, I'll take the other part. Right. That's what he's saying is what, whatever, whatever little thing in the, that, that intrigues you about the promise, I'll give, you can take that and I'll take the rest. So that Abram is letting him choose and Abram is saying it doesn't matter to me what part I'm in. No. Because God called me to this land. I'll take all of it if I have to. But because I love you and because I don't want there to be strife between us and because I raised you, whatever part of the promise that you're in it for, you take that and I'll take the rest. Yeah. And Lot lifted up his eyes and what what was he in for? What what mm-hmm. got his attention about the promised land? It was the well-watered plains of Jordan. It was where Sodom was and Gomorrah was, yep. the wicked cities, mm-hmm. the the wickedness. And I think I think Lot had a mindset like a businessman, like a, like a you know, just yeah. because he he's realizing I just came out of this world system. I came out of the world, and I gained so much wealth from that. He doesn't recognize like Abram does that this wealth is because of God. Right. You know, and we talked about this in the last episode that that was because of God mm-hmm. and Abram took it as a sign. But Lot doesn't see that. Lot just sees the fact, oh, in Egypt I was I became wealthy. So I need to go towards these cities. They they look exactly like Egypt. They 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 resemble that. Yeah. You know. It has that same image. Mm-hmm. And Lot shows that that's that was the part of the promise that got his attention the most. And I mean that can relate spiritually to to us that we're all called, and and we all have a part of the calling that can intrigue us, that can get our attention, that can be a desire for us. But I think we need to have the mindset and the attitude of Abram that it's all the promise, every part of it. The yeah. the 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 the. The, the microphone part and the prayer time. I mean, it's all it's all included. the the long the long trips in the in the car and the and also the 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 relationships that you build from it. It's yeah. all kinds of stuff and the souls that you win and the yeah. souls that you lose. It's all a part of it. And and Abram's just saying, you know what? So that there's nothing between us. You take whatever part yeah. interests you. You I'll give you the pulpit. I'll give you the microphone. I'll give you the 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 relationship. I'll give it all. I'll take the rest. I'll take the, yeah. I'll take care of the gas. I'll take care of all the, the long trips. I'll take care of all the, all the hard parts. You just pick whatever part you want. Man. <laughs> yeah. And it's all the promise. Yeah. But, uh, uh, before we read any more, I, you know, looking in verse 10, uh, you know, it's talking about where he sees the plain of Jordan. Uh, and it says, that it looked like or that it was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, you know, but he's on his way to where Sodom and Gomorrah is. You know, it looks great. It even looks almost as good as the garden of Eden is basically what it's referencing right there. Right. It looks as good as the garden of Eden, Absolutely. but it's, it's wickedness Absolutely. on the way over yeah. there, man. 
it doesn't matter how good it looks you know it's just if you're putting yourself in an environment of of wickedness you know it uh having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof you know and i've heard um there's a brother joel urshan um can't remember, I, I think it was that because because of the times that Thursday night he's talking about the elevated city, but he was talking about you know uh, when they started putting up the golden calves in Bethel and Dan, you know Bethel is not really that far from Jerusalem. I mean Dan is like way north. It's like you you, you know it's like you know you're not in Jerusalem when you're in Dan and yeah. vice versa. But Bethel, you know, he's talking about it's it's so close. It looks like it, but it's like it's not. It's yeah. that's. But that's where they put the golden calves in Bethel and Dan. You don't need to go all the way to Jerusalem, right? Right, and you know that's kind of what's what's going on here. It looks close enough, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's but in a way it's wow, yeah. you know it's so close but yet so wow. far. You know, Is spiritually, that, yeah. Like Lot, like I like we said before, Lot understood what the calling was. Mm-hmm. Lot understood that Abram is his the call in his life is to establish a nation to build that relationship back to God that man had. So I think Lot is looking at this. Is this not what we're striving for? Is this not what we're trying to get back to? Is this not that relationship with God that we're trying to get back to? Is this not yeah. the environment that God used to have that relationship with us? And and it, I'm reminded of when, when Satan brought Jesus up the mountain to look at all the kingdoms of the world. Mm-hmm. And and one, one minister told me, why do you think he didn't, he didn't bring him down into the kingdoms and showed him why do you think he brought him to the top he could just see the highlights of all the all the kingdoms and that's exactly where they were at in this in this passage he lifted up his eyes and what did he see he saw the plane like they're they're, geographically you can you can tell they're not like a high point they're able to see all the land right so in the same manner lifted up his eyes and the first thing he was drawn to was boom is that not is that not why we're doing this? Is is the pulpit and the and the microphones and the and the relationship and the and the money? Is that not all why we're doing this? Let let's I'm gonna take that part. That's the whole that's the whole reason I'm in it. Whole reason I'm in here for it to to live off that garden like like it wasn't Eden to so where I don't have to do the work that I've been doing to I could just leave uh live Easy Street you know because that's what the garden the Garden of Eden was paradise yeah you know and God is not. I've heard a lot of people say that God God is against against uh, pleasures. No, I'm sorry. Eden means pleasure. Mm-hmm. It means pleasure. Yeah. Eden was a paradise, but Garden it means pleasure. pleasure yeah. Garden of pleasure. Yeah. People say you know God's against pleasure. No, He's against uh, He's against sin, mm-hmm. which is pleasurable for a season. Yeah. But it and at the but overall it's it's just bondage. Yeah. And in that same manner. That God's not, in fact, the God is the is the the author and the creator of pleasure. Yeah. And and what Lot is seeing is a sinful, wicked city, and he's seeing the pleasure of it, mm-hmm. and he's relating that to the Garden of Eden, to where it was the cool of the day, walking, and that's the yeah. the living off the fruit, living off of the you know the the garden itself, and just you know take just it's the pleasure, the paradise, yeah. you know. That's all he sees in this in this wickedness in this sinful season. I know I'm I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he understood that this is a wicked place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he understood that. But I think I think his the target for him was the desire was is this not what I'm what what I'm in it for? Is this not the the, the is this not the end game? Is this not what the whole thing is about? Right. Is it is is the pulpit and the and the and the 
the preaching schedule. And is it not all about that? Yeah. Is it not all about that at all? Man. The relationships, you know, the, the wealth, you know, the blessing is not, all, is it not about the blessing? And he went to the this most spoiled part, you could say. Mm-hmm. And he just took it, took that. And he paid the price for it. We'll find out later. Yeah. <laughs> and verse 11, then Lot ch- chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. That means repeatedly. They were constantly sinning. The same in the, I mean, that's, that's, that's in the same as, the, as Noah was in that, that time. They were exceedingly wicked, exceedingly, the, the imaginations of men were exceedingly wicked. One thing I wanted to, to point out, and we talked about this in the last episode, so go back. No, not the last episode, but the first episode, verse 12 Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan. There's significance in that statement. If you guys want to understand what that means, go watch the first episode. But Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. Dwelling in the land versus dwelling in the cities. Let's take it, let's take it, let's take it home real quick. I mean, country versus city. I mean, city living is the most spoiled you can get. I'm not gonna lie. It it really is. It's it's the it's the most What's the word I'm looking? Convenient. It's yeah, the most convenient. convenient, convenient living it, that it gets, and living off the land. <laughs> absolutely, country living, bro. Yeah. Farming. That's ranching. Tough work. That's hard work. You know, it's interesting. You know, there's a there's a shift with people today. They wanna they wanna live in the country now rather than the city. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a whole nother right. deal. But I just I just point that out because it's. But, kind of ironic, but right. But I think that again, this just points out the value that Abram just sought for the relationship with God. Absolutely. He'll, you're going to find those people in your church, the the, the servants. Yeah. You're going to find the servants that I'll do this little. I'll, Pastor, you need me to do that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll I'll clean up the church. I'll wash. I'll you know do the toilets. I'll do whatever it takes to be a part of it. Just to be a part of the kingdom. Yeah. That's what Abram's doing. Like, I'll do what. I'll take care of the land. I'll live off the land. I'll pitch my. I live in a tent. I'll do whatever it takes to have to keep this relationship with you, God. Yep. Whatever you have for me, whatever it takes to get to that, that's what I'll do. And and Lot is just doing it for the convenience of the promise, the the blessing, living off the blessing and the wealth. And the Lord, uh, verse, I think verse fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. And the Lord said unto Abram. After that lot was separated from him. And this is something I wanted to point out. That I think is probably the main reason we're doing this episode itself. is verse 14 here. And the Lord, the Lord said unto Abram, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land which thou seest, seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, 
and in the breadth of it, and I will give it unto thee. And Abram removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. There's another altar. There's another altar. We need to, we need to add some editing and put like altar counter. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to go back and count how many altars, but I'm going to take a guess. He's probably built at least three or four at this point. At least, at least, maybe add another four. one if, when he revisits the one he built right before he went. Yeah, to you got to rebuild the altar. Yeah, but it's just. Every time he has a special moment with God, it's like an altar is somewhere there in the mix, whether it's an old one or a new one. It's just, just wow, man. So significant. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it it just points out the verse, the Bible specifically points this out. It was after Lot separated. It was after Lot has left him. Abram knew the promise. Abram knew that, okay, it's to my seed. Who's my seed? Well, Lot's my seed because Sarai can't, she can't birth the son. I can't have children, so Lot's my. He's he's the only God I got. This is, he's my descendant. He's the one who's going to get all my spoils. He's going to take the. He's going to. This is where the mantle falls. It falls to Lot. Well, Lot's gone. There, Lot's yeah. gone. There's no more hope that he can see. Mm-hmm. And now, he's having to live out the promise, in faith. Yeah. In complete, unprecedented faith. No one before this, you have to understand, no one before this was barren that God had given a promise to. Yeah. Everyone God had spoke to and promised and gave them a, you know, a, a calling on their life, their their wives, they weren't barren. You know, they could have children. This is the first time in the Bible God calls a man and a woman and the woman cannot have children. And the first time God specifically says, it's going to be your seed. It's going to be your children. Mm-hmm be your children that take this it's it's for them you're doing this for your children what children that's what abram's thinking what what children are you talking about there's no there's no possible way i can have kids completely there's no possible way god i can i can have a seed for you to bless so i don't know what you're talking about and the lord just every time god doesn't give him a new thing it's not a new thing. It's always the same thing over and over, but it's a new detail revealed. And this calling, because Lot is gone, Abram is now able to see exactly, specifically what the land is that he's been called to. Yeah, that's right. Lot means, we, we, we looked this up earlier, Lot means covering. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you got to be careful what your your covering is, what is, what is covering you. It, it can either... It can either protect you or it can become a, a barrier between you and God from yeah. seeing something new from, from between revelation. Yeah. I've heard of relationships that people have where because of their relationship with somebody, it keeps them from hearing the voice of God or, or seeing what God has for them in their life. And they have Absolutely. to live off of their wealth. They have to live off of the world system. Yeah. And this is, this is Abram coming out of that in repentance coming out of that striving again for the promise of God and removing the covering mm-hmm. that's keeping him from understanding and and it being revealed to him what the promise specifically is the details of the promise you know 
Yeah. At this point, God, he's just thinking of a land. He's still thinking of the land. He doesn't know that he's in the promised land yet. Wow. He doesn't even understand, you know, what to the extent. He understood that, okay, this is Canaan. God promised me Canaan. This is, you know, this is the land. He understood that. He didn't understand the width and the depth of it. Yeah. He didn't completely, he couldn't wrap his mind. Or he thought, he probably thought, oh, it's just this little bit here, you know. Or, you know, maybe it's just this part over here. You know, just probably thought of the parts. But he wasn't thinking that this whole thing, yeah. as far as I can see, as far as I can see east and west and north and south, as far as I can see, that's mine. Yeah. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. But, and I will make thy seed as as a death. He's, he's telling Abram, I know your wife's barren. But I'm a God of impossible things. Yeah. And I will bless you. And my my word, I'm a man of my word. You know, I you you've seen it throughout your his, throughout history already, Abram, that, that I flooded the earth when I said I was going to. You know, that that I that I cursed I cursed your your a, a great ancestor. You know, I, I you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, he Abram knew that that God was sufficient, but not to him, not to him. And up to mm. this point, you know, yeah, he knew that believing do it for somebody else, but yeah, not for, not for yourself. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he knew the way God was calling him. He didn't expect God to make a, make that way out though. Man. And we're going to find that out later in these, in these future episodes where he starts trying to birth the, yeah. the promise of God out of flesh and just trying to, push through it and, and get it done because he feels un unworthy and un unable to receive this promise. Right. So and out of the out of his flesh he he does it. And anytime you birth anything out of the I'm, I'm not trying to get ahead here, but anytime you birth something out of the flesh, it, it, it becomes an enemy of the promise. Yep. It becomes an enemy of the spirit. That's right. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that later. But, <laughs> but, the, but God, He doesn't understand His seed. He doesn't understand that part of His promise. He doesn't right. fully comprehend because He's not able. He's not physically able to have children with His wife, you know, because she's yeah. barren. And, and, and He says, "Arise!" So He's like, "Okay, here's the next part of your calling." Verse 17. Okay, here we go. You ready? The next part of your calling. Walk through the land. Length, breadth, width, you know, all of it. You walk through it. You claim it. He's telling him, you need to go and mark this land I'm giving you. Right. From where you're standing, as far north as you can you can see, you're going to walk all the way out there. And you're going to show everybody. And you're going to mark off, this is my promise. I'm in a way, he's claiming the land that God has given him. He's claiming his promise. He's beginning to walk it. He's beginning to 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 receive it. Every step he's taking is he's he's marking off and he's understanding what God is giving him. And when you have a calling in your life, you got to begin to walk up and down that thing. You got to be able to to walk in it, walk and walk around it, and mark off what God specifically is calling you to, and and map out and draw out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So that uh, anytime you see a rise, uh, that's like a, okay, let's go. 
another level. It's the next step. Arises like a, a little precursor there. Say, hey, okay, this is what you're going to do. Right. Abram removed his tent, came and dwelt in the land of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Man, the altars. Yep. Building the altars. Yep. Amen, brother. Amen. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I was looking up some of the definitions of some of these names, and uh, if I remember correctly, memory actually means strength. Again, if I remember correctly, at least. But now that Abram is removed from every sin and white, you know, he left Egypt and Lot was away. Now that he has those things off of him, and now he's living fully off of the promise, right? Now he's, uh, now he's he's really hearing the voice of God like never before. Um, and now because of that, God can actually give him true strength in the middle of that. So whenever you leave that old life, when you leave, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. My God, uh, man, just when you when you forsake the things of this world, when you forsake the things that have just been weighing you down, man, just, you know, God doesn't leave you powerless or comfortless and all that, you know. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, you know, um, I will be with you always, even to even until the end of the world, you know. I mean, just he just gives us so much strength, you know. You know, we're in the New Testament now, and, you know, uh, we're, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, I mean, you're endued with that power from on high. That's what Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you know. I mean, whenever we leave our own personal Egypts, our own personal lots, man, just just there's there's strength waiting on the other side, you know, in the midst of our promise. And it's it's you know? um like you're saying, it's it's a it's a it's a pattern. First your sin, and then anything else is keeping you from hearing hearing yeah. that voice. Absolutely. Anything else that that covering that you see is is a burden. Mm-hmm. Let it take what it wants. Let it let it let it just pick what pick its part and leave it behind yep. let there be no strife that's another thing he's he's not just dealing with the arguing and everything but that yep. that word strife also means like he's he's dealing with the strife can be like a thorn kind of like pressing yeah. into your side or whatever it's it's, yeah. it's str- strife it's that same thing he's he's addressing the strife in his life that mm-hmm. law is beginning to become a burden and becoming becoming an issue and he's dealing with that part between there's so there's no strife in between us. You know, you you pick your part. I'm in it for the for the mm-hmm. I'm in it for this. I'm in yeah. it for all of it. But you you're in it for just for something and I need you to just take that part and and leave me be and we're going to separate. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's going to he's going to go and he's going to journey towards insignificance. Yep. Insignificance. Yep. And and Abram's going to pitch his tent in strength. Man. Lot's gonna gonna dwell in convenience and 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 God interprets it as insignificant. Just it means nothing to me. Yeah. What what you're doing has nothing means no nothing to me. Zero value. Absolutely. In a life of convenience. You know. I mean, you know that's that's why you know so many people deal with depression and stuff these days. They live a life of convenience. You know, there's no there's no no value in the things that they're doing. You know. Right. There's just, there isn't, you know, of course I'm not saying that if you live in a city that you're, you know, (laughs) you're just a heathen or anything, (laughs) but you know what I mean? But just, just that life of absolute convenience and no, no work, no sacrifice on your part. You know, it's just, 
It's uh, it's dangerous. It's just like what your dad was talking about today, man. That stagnation. Yeah. Stagnation. You know, you know, the Dead mm. Sea's dead because the Jordan flows into it, and there's no outlet. Yeah. For it. There's got to be absolutely no. Yeah. There. Yeah. Mm. Man. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord have mercy. I'm trying to look up what Sodom means because it says he he pitched towards Sodom. So just that word specifically, Sodom. Yeah. But again, I mean, it represents just Abram's complete devotion to his relationship with God, his commitment to God. And then Lot's just commitment to the blessing and however else he can he can get that you know more conveniently right and that's what it's it's showing us here but it means nothing to god his his pursuit of convenience and blessing means nothing to god yeah it doesn't it doesn't come up to god like a sweet fragrance there's no record of lot ever building an altar nope zero not one Even after he was saved from the destruction of Sodom. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's taking me a little bit here. No, you're right. Oh, man, I can't wait till we get into the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing. I know. <laughs> Boy, that thing can preach. <laughs> burning. It just means burning. Yeah. He. So the desire, I mean, you can interpret that as a burning desire, or just, yeah, uh, just destroying, consuming. The destruction. It consumed him. Yeah. You know, he, 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 again, he just, in, he just indulged himself in trying to receive that blessing just that much more, that, that wealth yeah. just that much more to, to where it's just convenient for him to, mm-hmm. to, to be in that. Yeah. But we'll later find out that he pinches his tent and he l- begins to build his wealth in the gate of the city, which is the in between. So he's living on the in between between wickedness and, and the promise of God and, He's living in that in-between part where he's still, he's still a righteous man, but he's not. But the wickedness is beginning to come at his heart and begin to affect him, as the Bible teaches us. So we'll we'll touch on that more in Sodom and Gomorrah, which is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. But if, unless you have anything else, Brother James, no, I think I, think, it, I think the Lord really took over this this episode yeah. right here, yeah. and I'm so Absolutely. grateful. And I encourage you guys to keep keep following, keep listening to the, the podcast. If you're not already following the podcast, please follow, subscribe, yeah. whatever it is, however yeah. you're watching us. Check out our Instagram. Check it all out. We're we're trying to to grow this podcast and get this word out to as many people as they need as it needs. And just stay with us for this this Abraham series. It's it's some good stuff, guys. We we've, we've got a lot of great great a lot more episodes planned for you guys. And this next episode we're going to jump into is. It's called um, Kingdom of Servants, and we're going to talk about Abram's battle against the the five kings in, in chapter chapter 14. So we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.